Hello there, it is Bryson here, of course, back with my good pal LB. After the Patriots just beat the pants off of the Miami Dolphins, 43-0, to zero, how do you feel, LB? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good, buddy. I, I really, really, really love that win. We've experienced some wins in the past where the Patriots win like 43 to 10 and like they dominated and like you're thinking like that was an awesome win. This is up there with my absolute just one of my favorite regular season wins ever for a lot of reasons. I won't get into them all right off the bat, but one of the reasons you're playing in Miami, you and I touched on this Friday, F that whole you can't win in Miami stuff. I know you have some great stuff to get into with that in regards to that. Um what an awesome win. I loved it, dude. Two pick sixes. Jamie Collins absolutely owning. Just, we got a lot to get to here, so I, I will, I, I'll just be quiet for a minute, but holy crap, what a fun win. LB, you know it was funny? Like, I, I tuned into the, the, the game, like, pretty late because I, I knew that there was supposed to be, like, a banner dropping. The, the Dolphins were supposed to be dropping that Miami Miracle banner, but it turns out it didn't happen. They didn't do it. They actually didn't do it after... It was the play of the century for them. Look, man, if you're with me on this one, that's an act of cowardice. They absolutely should have dropped that banner. That was bigger than any Super Bowl win the Patriots have ever had. In my opinion, that banner, I mean, that that win last year, the Miami Miracle win, was the biggest win in their franchise history. That includes the undefeated season. I mean, come on, dude. They beat the New England Patriots in a regular (laughs) season game. That is just massive. And the Patriots, of course, have just absolutely just sucked ever since. And the Dolphins have been awesome, so they should have dropped a banner on that one. Hey, just a reminder that the the Steelers also did this, and now they're 0-2 and in shambles, and the Dolphins are also in shambles. We love to see it. Wait a minute. You mean when we talked last, we talked on Friday. I don't believe the Steelers. We weren't sure. I haven't actually double-checked. The Steelers, since, so the, since the Steelers had the pick— with their picture, you're telling me they have been bad, and you're telling me that since the Miami Miracle, the Dolphins have been bad? Is they've that been, what you're telling me? They've been really bad. Like, really, really bad. Like no the worst. way. Like the How worst. have the Patriots been? Have the Patriots been any good? LB, I, I'm pretty sure the Patriots have scored <laughs> 79 points, right? 76 oh, points? Oh, just, just 76 this season. points to three. <laughs> To three. Oh, okay. Something like that. To three. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay, I guess. I mean, the Patriots, of course, have left some points on the board. You know, uh, up to their standards, they played at a C level for now. I'd say C level is fair. Um, of course, compared to the rest of these bums in the NFL, that's probably like an A triple plus. I mean, whatever you want to call it. But my God, what a start to this season. I hate to be like a total Patriots honk, but. Dude. No, you don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I love this. This has been a lot of fun. Um, the Steelers lose today. And I, and believe it or not, I actually have a ton of respect for the Steelers. You know what I mean? Like, the Patriots have owned them. But, uh, you know, I, I also try to look at it as, like, what the Patriots have done versus the Steelers is, is even more impressive when you consider how good they've been um, for so long. And if the Patriots didn't win all those Super Bowls, maybe the Steelers win – the Steelers might be at eight Super Bowl wins right now if it's not for how dominant the Patriots have been since 2001. I mean, they might be at more. I don't know. I, it gets it gets hard to keep track when your team is in the AFC Championship game every single year, and I don't see any reason why they're not there this year. I mean, 
I'm going to go off. I, I'm way too amped up. I'll, I'll let you talk for a minute because I, I got so much crap that I can say right now. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you take over here for a minute. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited too, LB. All right, so let's, let's start off with the offense. So quarter one, the Patriots waltz out there. Antonio Brown comes on the field. Everything erupts. The stands erupt. Josh Gordon is there with Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman. First play of the game, I believe, Antonio Brown makes a giant play, gets up, celebrates, and it was legitimately the best thing I've seen in a long time. Just seeing Antonio Brown in front of the entire world dominating in this game and starting out from the very beginning. You know what's funny, too, is that he didn't even – it's not like he came out and just played every snap. He actually didn't play as much as some people might think. Um Philip Dorsett played a lot. You and I touched on it a little bit. I know I got frustrated during the game at times in our in our Patriots chat that um that he played so much, but I know that you you alluded to this as well. He um it was similar to Josh Gordon's debut in a way in terms of reps, but no offense to Josh Gordon. Antonio Brown's just a much smarter um route runner. He has an incredible football IQ, very similar to Randy Moss when he got here. And the Patriots used to make sure to tell you that every single week. I'm sure that they'll tell you this week too how Antonio Brown, you know what? We should we should pay attention to that because I want to hear how many times the Patriots talk about Antonio Brown's football IQ. But um, not to go off in a different direction, you know, Antonio Brown, I thought he was fantastic right from the start. First drive, three catches, 36 yards. Him and Brady look like they've been on the same page from, you know, for years now or, or something. It, it was incredible. Tom Brady is a very, very, very smart football player, as we know. Maybe the smartest um, mind we've ever seen in the NFL, right up there with him and Peyton Manning. Um, not, I know some people might take that the wrong way. Peyton Manning had a fantastic football mind. Tom Brady, right there. Him and him – and, I'd, I'd put him above Peyton personally, of course, but – and then you have these wide receivers, Randy Moss. They loved him. I feel like AB's right there, man. To come out week one, he's been here a few days, and he comes right out, and just him and Brady are in sync. He's reading zones. He looked phenomenal. What a game, man! I, like I said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep making myself stop talking because I can just end up going for like an hour here. <laughs> no, you're totally good, LB. I'm also very excited about the Patriots wide receivers because you know why, LB. The best part, the best part, is instead of Chris Hogan trotting out on the field, it's now like Josh Gordon and Antonio <laughs> Brown and Julian Edelman. And like Julian Edelman's like an afterthought. You're like, oh yeah, Julian Edelman catches ball. You're like, oh yeah, that's right, Julian Edelman. He won the Super Bowl MVP. He's on the <laughs> team too. Okay, I see. This is fun as well. And then James White catches your pa- catches a pass, and it's like, okay, James White. I remember him. It's hilarious. Yeah, James White's pretty cool. I think he had like what, like 80 receptions last year. I remember that guy. Oh, yeah, Josh Gordon. What was he? First team All-Pro back in 2013. And, you know, he came back and saved the Patriots offense last year. And then, like you said, and then it's insane because you have, you know, there's no more Gronk. But the excitement is just 10 times higher right now for the Patriots than it was at any point last year offensively. You know, there's like that, always that guy that kind of just excites you on offense. And let's be honest, it's probably never been Edelman. As much as we love Edelman, he's not that guy that like, he does get you going. It's going to sound weird when I say this. Like he gets you going. Like he gets those tough first downs or like he fights for it. And like he just, you know what I mean? Like he's getting up, pumping his fist after he gets laid out. And you're like, you're amped up. But... There was a different element when it was Rob Gronkowski. Like, he would have that massive touchdown where he'd break, like, six tackles or some crazy thing where, like, you're just jumping out of your seat, just going absolutely insane. And right now with this Patriots offense, 
it feels like that on like a lot of downs where you're just getting super excited about what's going on. It's just these weapons, man, they're insane with a Z, of course. These weapons are just insane, dude. Like, and it's, you know, what's the crazy part is Bryson is that it's not even all about the offense right now. Yeah, it is crazy, man. It is really crazy. Um, also, something else, Burkhead, best running back on the team so far? Could In be. my opinion, yes. Maybe it's, maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's not what gets the, the, the blood pumping and the juice is flowing. But right now when he comes on the field, the offense looks much better. It looks more efficient. Um, I'll let you touch on a little bit more. No offense to Sony. I, I've defended Sony. Um, plenty but dude when rex is on the field the offense looks better it just looks better they have to respect so much so much more um so many more different things when burkhead is on the field yeah burkhead's like 80 percent of the pass catcher that white is and, and he's a better runner and then he's a lot better than sony of course in the passing game and probably 80 percent of the runner so Burkhead's just really good because defense can't just key in on his run or key in on the pass. And when Burkhead's in there, you can do virtually anything. Unlike Sony, which, I mean, they're just right now not letting Sony run routes. Like, he hasn't had any routes out of the backfield so far. So it's going to be hard for a guy like that because the defense comes out. Sony comes out, most likely run. And if it is a pass, you know he's not going out to catch a pass. So you can kind of just dedicate a little extra attention somewhere else or send that guy on a blitz. Look, Bryson, this is this is the truth right here, okay? When James Devlin is lined up out wide, he gets more attention than Sony Michelle in the passing game. I've seen James Devlin line up out wide, and I've seen the team's number one cornerback follow him. To, like, and it's laughable to think that teams do this. <laughs> they, these teams, they put their first or second cornerback out wide on James Devlin. It's genius by the Patriots. It really is, by the way. It's like it's just straight up genius by the Patriots to think that teams do this. But I mean, then you watch just when Sony's out there, and I like Sony. It's nothing personal, truly. I mean, I've defended him a ton. I think he was a fine first round pick. Um, but right now, this offense, with what they currently are trying to do is a better fit for Rex Burkhead because he provides more than one element. And we've seen Rex make a few plays these past couple weeks where he looks like either the same runner or at times a better runner than Sony. Today, Sony had 21 carries for 85 yards. Sounds fine, but that's four yards per carry. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not great. I think you've touched on it a lot. Last year, the NFL average, I think, was 4.5, if that sounds right. Um, four six even so look four yards for carry in 2019 isn't what it was in 1998 it's not you know it's it's once once again i know our guy sammy isn't gonna like this he's not gonna like us talking about this but i think they look like a better offense with rex burkhead yeah right now it does seem like that to me it does seem like they kind of look like a, a better offense the other thing i actually love about the offense they can go out there in 21 with devlin and white or devlin and burkhead two wide receivers and two tight ends one back not two tight ends one tight end two backs and just go out there and run the ball if they want they can also pass the ball, ball if they want and this is another thing i was thinking about when isaiah when gets hurt which of course everyone knows i'm so sad, and literally everyone's tagging me and Isaiah Wynn is hurt tweets 
and I'm just like panicking, grabbing for my phone and pacing in my living room with my hands on my head because if Isaiah Wynn is actually hurt, oh man, that's if I, Isaiah Wynn is really hurt, that's really bad. Like when we talked about things that could derail the Patriots season, it's definitely like their tackles getting hurt. So like that really sucked. But um, to, like to finish on that, the the good thing though is the Patriots backup tight tackles might not be very good, but they can kind of keep some guys in now, some blockers in and extra offensive linemen, maybe extra tight ends, Devlin, extra backs, just devote more attention to blocking because they do now have wide receivers and other weapons that can just get open in one-on-one or even two-on-one Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. You can get two of those guys on the field and get open. Like the Patriots have been doing it. Just tighten up the formation, put a tight end in there and Devlin, two wide receivers. You can run the ball if you want. Of course, the Patriots always can run the ball. And also, you can just get open with Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. Like, it's not Chris Hogan. Like, those guys are going to win their one-on-one matchups more often than not. Look, I mean, Chris Hogan, come on, woof. Um, nothing is going to be as difficult as that 13-3 to Super Bowl win was. You know, how brutal was that, winning a Super Bowl 13-3? to You know, that was horrible. But I mean, but truthfully, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I say that very sarcastically. I hope that uh, the Dave Brown crew doesn't attack me for that. You know, how dare you? How dare you say that? But I mean, look, our weapons for the Z is just fantastic. They got dudes all over the field who are just absolutely lighting it up. Um, I love the fact that you brought up tight ends because I didn't even realize the Patriots had any tight ends anymore. I forgot that they exist. Which is something that you and Sammy, actually, I would, I would have to say both of you guys really said a lot this offseason. At the time, we were kind of thinking that Kill Harry was going to be one of those guys, but it's obviously changed a lot since then. Um, they're using these big body wide receivers now in that spot. Uh, I watched Antonio Brown today. He was lined up in the slot a ton. How do you defend Antonio Brown? Um, Julian Edelman, both in the slot. And then you have Josh Gordon out wide. You know, if you put a running back who can catch passes out there, you know. And then let's be honest, if they want to pound the football down your throats, I still believe they can do that. I would kind of prefer that they don't. Um, Based on quite a few things, I would almost prefer that they don't have to do that. But if they want to, I feel like they could pound the football down your throats and still win 20 to 3. You know what I mean? Um, they've made it much easier on themselves since then, since that Super Bowl game. They've made it much easier to score points. Their defense is – I mean, maybe this is a segue into this. Their defense, this might be – with two games in, but I'm not just basing this on the past two games. I'm basing this on these first two games, of course, the Super Bowl, 11th scoring offense all time. The 11th greatest offense all time scored three points on you. They held one of the greatest – quarterbacks single season quarterback seasons we've ever seen they held him to no points in his whole half you know he did of course he lit them up in the second half but you know what they for an entire half they held him to zero points they absolutely just dismantled the chargers so we're going back now you know four or five football games versus very good teams excluding the dolphins whatever the hell the dolphins were they're terrible um that doesn't fully exonerate the dolphins by the way because you know they're still an nfl team the patriots completely embarrassed them they did exactly what they should do versus the dolphins truthfully this defense is very very legit it's not just based on these first two games it's based on three very 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 big football games plus these first two regular season games Absolutely, LB. Uh, the one thing I want to say before we get into the defense, one last thing. 
the other thing that the Patriots kind of have in their back pocket that they could kind of do that they really haven't done lately because I think they just really haven't felt good about their wide receivers, you know, since Josh Gordon was here last year. What if the Patriots just pull out the old 2012 2011 hurry up offense now that they have the, the weapons to spread just spread and shred teams like just ne- just neutralize the rush with a hurry up offense for maybe a couple drives per game wear the defense out wear the pass rush out then you can smack them in the face with your run game if you want it's just kind of a, like a way maybe they could do to neutralize neutralize the rush a little bit i mean completely i mean like i know you touched on that a little bit today in our chat like if the Patriots want to decide to get, and I remember Felger and Maz um, in that era, they were calling it very gimmicky. And it kind of pissed me off because it's like it wasn't gimmicky. It was a very talented offense. I mean, if they decide that they can do that, which I would say by week six, seven, if that's fair, maybe sooner, maybe a couple weeks later, they can probably go to that if they truly want to. And if they decide to go to that hurry up offense, which if once again, not to bash Sony would probably be more James White, Rex Burkhead type of, you know, type of thing. They can, man. And I don't see any reason why they can't. It seems like the past few years, they've tried to become more, um, it feels like they try to chew more clock now on purpose. Um, I don't know if analytics and statistics back that up. I have no clue. It feels that way. Like they've tried to, dominate time of possession more. I know that um, before the podcast we discussed a little bit, you said that they had the ball for 36 minutes today, and and at times it didn't feel like it, but maybe that's what's best. I don't know, but I know I was always a huge fan of that hurry up because it was just fun to watch. Whether or not that wins football games, truthfully, I can't tell you if that wins football games. I don't know, but I feel like that's something that, could be in their back pocket within about a month or so if they decide to go hurry up. And like I said, AB is an incredibly smart football player. I don't know why you can't do that with him on the field in a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just the difference is like they can also just pound the ball if they want to or just pass the ball out of tight formations with two tight ends or one tight end, Devlin, another back. Like, they can do all sorts of stuff. I just think a couple of a couple drives, they can just run the hurry up and neutralize the rush a little bit. So, back to the defense, LB, since you love defense very much, because I don't know if anyone knows this, but LB probably should be in the NFL if it, if it not for, <laughs> in, if not for, if not for crazy politics and Norton politics. Mass. I blame Trump. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But yeah, you know what? You're right, actually. So, the defense today, once again, I think every week we're going to come on this podcast and the previews and just be like, I'm not sure how other teams score on the Patriots or even remove the ball. I'm not really sure how they stop the Patriots from scoring. And for the defense, four interceptions, one at the end, which was absolutely hilarious, three yards per play, 184 yards, seven sacks. At one point, they had more interception yards for touchdowns than the Dolphins had total yards until they had all the garbage time yards at the end there. But the Patriots defense just looking like, um, was there one thing the Dolphins like walked away from today, like thinking they could do against the Patriots for next time? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. 
I mean, I don't think there was one thing they walked. <laughs> I don't think there was one thing they walked away from today thinking they can do versus an A team in Pop Warner. I don't think there's one thing they walked away from today's game saying, you know what? At least we got that going for us. There literally isn't one thing. <laughs> like, they could play a college football team right now. And I don't know if they could come away thinking like, hey, at least we have this going for us. You know what? I thought of one semi thing, semi thing. I thought Josh Rosen actually showed something to me a little bit. Uh, the Patriots kind of, you know, he actually threw two beautiful deep balls where he actually, the wide receivers, um, they ran great, not even great routes, but they actually ran right past the Patriots DBs and Josh Rosen nailed them, man. They dropped both, but I thought Rosen actually looked, you know, he had that interception at the end, which was hilarious. I'm, I know you're a, like a very big Josh Rosen guy, so for you, it must have been like almost bittersweet, you know, to see him get picked off, but. I thought Josh Rosen is at least something that they could take away from today and say, you know what? He looks better than <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Whoever walks out there is legitimately a cannon fodder for the Patriots defense. I mean, maybe any defense, but this is something I said before the podcast, then I'll, I'll let you get back on track. Um, look, people were quoting me because I said this Patriots defense is insane. I had people saying, it's the Dolphins. You're right. It's the Dolphins. You're absolutely right. But once again, last three games, six points allowed. And they did to the Dolphins exactly what they should have. You and I have seen years where they would play a team like the Dolphins and they would escape with a win. And the uh, and maybe this co- this crappy quarterback would look pretty good against them. They might score 20-something points. It would say, you know what? The defense did its job. This wasn't a did-its-job kind of day. The defense showed up versus a crappy team and they made them look every single bit as crappy as we thought they were. They actually made them look crappier than we thought they were, which was actually great to see. What more can you do versus a team where you say, you know, yeah, it was the Rams in the Super Bowl. They allowed three points, you know, but Jared Goff sucks. It was the Steelers, man. Week one, you know, Big Ben's washed. You know what? People can make as many excuses as they want. All I know is that their last three opponents, they have completely embarrassed. And today, they played a bad opponent, and they took it to the next level of embarrassment. Yeah, exactly, LB. You know what the funny thing is to me, LB? Oh, I'm sure you got a lot of funny stuff to say right now. I'm sure you got plenty of funny stuff to say. (laughs) This the funny thing is. Are the Patriots going 19-0? Bryson, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I was talking with my drunken neighbor a couple minutes ago. (laughs) I think the only team that can beat them is themselves. Um, I know that sounds corny. It sounds stupid. I'm not an excuse kind of guy. You've you've seen me discuss the Giants Super Bowl losses. You've seen me discuss the Eagles Super Bowl loss. I'm very much so a believer in the other team won because they were better that day. This year, if the Patriots lose a game, based on what we've seen these first two weeks, what we've seen their past few games of real NFL football, including last postseason, what we're seeing is some serious dominance, man. And I just don't know who can beat them if it's not themselves. Yeah, me neither. They're going to be favored in literally probably every game. And they legitimately can do it. And 
and you saw him today. That was the FU we're running the score up. We remember the Miami Miracle FU, Brady staying in the game the entire game. I mean, we talked about it before the pod. Like Brady threw a touchdown, a screen pass touchdown to James White with two minutes left. And the play before that, he threw a bomb to Rex Burkhead with three minutes left up 30, 37 points. Beautiful throw, by the way. Gorgeous throw. Gorgeous throw. The other thing that I actually love from this game, LB, our good friend, the, the friend we never have slandered in his entire life because he's the greatest receiver ever. Philip Dorsett said two days ago, the Patriots need to send a message that they can win in Miami, essentially. And you know what? I agree, Philip Dorsett. The Patriots needed to come into Miami today, and they needed to kick the dog shit out of the Miami Dolphins. They needed to walk away from their fiery ashes, smiling with a grin on their face, because the Super Bowl is going to be played in Miami, and... Just can't have it in your head, OB. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. Can't have them those Miami things in your head. And now they are dead because the Patriots just destroyed the narrative. You just said it so perfectly. Oh, my God. Because I was thinking, I was like, is he going to say it? Is he going to say the Super Bowl is in Miami? Please say it, Bryson. And then you said it, and I was like, oh, my God, Bryson Zoning. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I'm a little bit hard. A little bit. I know I just breathed into the mic real hard. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just really worked up. Like, oh, my God. Just beautiful, beautiful. I mean, they went down to Miami. They just obliterated an NFL team. And at times, they didn't play great. These first two weeks are usually <laughs> our extension of preseason. And they've outscored teams 33-3 to and 43 to nothing. And let's be honest. And I said this after the Pittsburgh win, too. At times, it feels like they've just showed up. Like, <laughs> no, like... Have yeah, you felt yeah. like they've played their best football for 60 minutes? This was a 43 to nothing win, and I didn't feel like it was their best football. Oh, no, 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 no. This is what happens when you play, like, like you got some jeans on, like you're in a gym, like you're watching your little brother's <laughs> basketball game. You got some, you don't even have tennis shoes on, and you might have boots, it was snowing outside. You got a hoodie on, and your little one of your little brother brother's friend walks up to you and says, "Hey, hey, you suck at basketball." And you just walk up to him and you just absolutely start fathering him on the basketball hoop. <laughs> but there, but there, but there are times when you will miss and he will talk trash to you. But you know that you are much bigger than him and you will own him whenever you want. And on the very next play, you dunk on him. And that's what the Patriots <laughs> did this entire season. I used to have a teacher who would say, I'm bigger than you, I'm better than you, and I'm much better looking. <laughs> and that's what, <laughs> that's what this was today. I've never thought of a more perfect time to use that quote. I'm bigger than you, I'm better than you, and I'm much better looking. LB, just think of what the Dolphins were thinking as they just saw Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, <laughs> James White walk onto the field. Like, what are they thinking? Like, I know Beautiful, what, I know man. What, I know what Beautiful the, man. You know what the defensive backs were thinking for Miami? They were thinking, let's talk a lot of shit. Let's hold the entire game. Also give up 43 points and just <laughs> bad the entire game. And also just talk shit the entire game while getting picked on. Like, you know what the funny thing is about Xavier Howard? Like, Tom Brady avoids good corners like the absolute plague. Remember the, the, the Super Bowl with Richard Sherman? Tom Brady, smart guy, avoids good corners. That's what good quarterbacks do. And just finds himself picking on Xavier Howard, who is just holding, riding Josh Gordon the whole entire game and whoever else guarded. It was hilarious. 
God, that's such a great point. Oh, man. And I just, you know what's funny? I'm thinking back to years where the Patriots would be just lighting the Dolphins up and the Dolphins would be talking so much shit. Like, they would always just yap, 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 yap. They didn't yap as much today as I've seen in the past. Let's be honest here. They, they, they definitely ran their mouths. Eric Rowe was annoying today, and I've never been an Eric Rowe slander guy. I've always felt like he got unfairly um, kind no, of No, no, I'm, stop- I'm stopping you. Eric Rowe. I know you listen to this podcast. You shut your stupid mouth about Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. They're very nice. They're very good at football. You are not good at football. You play for the Miami Dolphins. They're soon to be a CFL team, and you will not even be on a CFL team anymore because you are very bad. So stop talking shit about these very beautiful men. And also, Jawan Williams is better than you, you absolute clown. Hong Kong. They're all better looking than him, too. They're all bigger. They're all better. They're all better looking. I'm you sorry, suck, Eric, bro. You suck. Eric, you suck. <laughs> imagine waking up being like, I'm going to name my son Eric. <laughs> I can't even imagine. This, it's, it was a really tough scene for Eric, bro. It was like, ni- it was like 95 degrees. Like Josh Gordon, who's gigantic, was pushing him the whole game. Imagine if Josh Gordon just decided to, decided, decided he just wanted to, like, take Eric for his life on the football field. Just imagine if he was just like, it's like the kids with the, it's like the big kids with the little kids of basketball analogy. Like if Josh Gordon just decided like, look, Eric, bro, like, like you're done for the game. Like I'm going to take off your helmet and beat your ass. It's over. I think I, I think you just gave me a great tweet idea. I don't know if you've ever seen King of Queens. Uh, You're a little bit younger than me. There's an episode of King of Queens where Doug, um, he gets, somehow he winds up coaching like, my brother Adam's here. There's this episode of uh, King of Queens where Doug winds up coaching the, um, like the little kids. And so he puts on his pads and he just absolutely just dominates them. Like it shows all these highlights with like the, like the music in the background, like, like, like there's all this music and he's just like lighting them up. And like, so he lights them up and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to try for a, try out for a semi pro team. Of course he gets dominated, but I feel like that was today. (laughs) Doug from King of Queens was literally, that's what we saw today. I mean, Poor Eric Rowe. How many how many flags did he have today? Called on him. We're not even counting the ones that didn't get called. How many did he have called on him today? Four. I really have no idea. I just lost track because every time, literally, it was like Dolphins DBs holding, Dolphins DBs holding, Dolphins DBs talking shit. Just comical. Just absolutely comical. Oh man, you don't even remember some of the years. Like I remember in the late '90s when they had. Um, early 2000s as well they had sam madison and they had uh, patrick sertan those teams those defensive backs talked so much shit dude like and i always hated the dolphins ever since so f them man for real f them i hope they never score a point again i hope that they continue to lose by 46.5 points per game i feel bad for flores though I mean, I'm sure a part of you – did a part of you feel that today where, like, you were looking at Flores on the sidelines like, oh, poor Brian Flores. You poor, poor man. You did such a great job last year. You're so much better than diabetes man out in Detroit, and you're getting this this shameful treatment. I mean, I felt bad for Flores today. Did you? LB, it pains me to say this because Brian Flores is a dear, dear friend of mine. We've showered together on many occasions. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
you've I'm never seen kidding. you've never seen the Stephen A. Smith parody comedy show? I don't think on so. SNL. <laughs> I don't think One so. About, <laughs> he was doing a Stephen A. Smith impression about Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade, and like he would always like make those analogies how they would like shower together and feed grapes to each other, like him and LeBron and shit. Oh yeah, that's perfect. And I'm sure LeBron did shower with those guys, feed them grapes. But LB. The Do Your Job special was a very good one, and I love Brian Flores very much. And I was just thinking to myself, Brian Flores got a job because of the Patriots, and also because he was awesome, but mostly because Patriots didn't show up to the Do Your Job special. Couldn't give an hour, two hours of his time to talk about Stephon Gilmore's interception, to talk about Kyle Van Noy's amazing Super Bowl play, Dante Howard, Todd Tower's amazing Super Bowl play, some sacks. Some playoff moments, some game plan, nothing. So I did not feel bad for Brian Flores. This is just karma for not showing up to do your job and the most important thing of all time, which is winning Super Bowls, which, by the way, Brian, you are done doing. Great point. Great point. He's done doing that until he shows up back as the uh, linebackers coach in a year and a half, uh, midseason, of course. He'll be back for the next playoff run in 2019 with Jared. 2019, 2022 with Jared Stidham when he gets his second ring. Um, but no, seriously, um, Flores was great, but Gerard Mayo has just the goat. Is the goat? I mean, he seamlessly stepped in and been amazing. And it sucks because you just know Gerard Mayo is going to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills this time next year. And the Patriots are going to wallop them. And it's going to be 58 to nothing. And we're going to be like, oh, man, poor Gerard Mayo. And then you're going to be like, no, F Gerard Mayo. He didn't even show up for the do your job special. And I'm going to be like, well, Bryson, you're right. You know what? Brandon Spikes is actually – the man, and he's our new defensive coordinator. <laughs> he's now calling plays, and they're now winning games 58-0. I just, like, I mean, at this point, man, I, I have a serious question for you. And I thought about this earlier, and I was going to say it to the chat. I decided to save it for the next time we podcast. I didn't even mention it to you before the pod because I want your actual genuine thoughts on this right here. The Patriots, their defense was not very good for so long. Even under Matt Patricia, you and I would probably agree. I'll ask you real quick. Thoughts on Matt Patricia? Coward. Not that good, right? Um, let's just say that every time I hear a foghorn, I have PTSD because of Matt Patricia. <laughs> rushing to rushing to on defense and dropping Trey Flowers into coverage to cover Le'Veon Bell in the flat. Oh, W. Man, W. Okay, so now, what happened for all those years? Is it really all talent right now? Is that what we've seen the past couple of years uh, with Flores, with Mayo? What is going on that their defense is now just so insanely, just sickly good? Like, what is going on, man? Because, like, were the Patriots really that not talented where their defense could just get like lit up by crappy quarterbacks or has Belichick gotten better? Cause I mean, at this point, like Flores Mayo, who do you give the credit to? I mean, you have to sit there and say Belichick has done a phenomenal job or do we say Flores is that good and Mayo is that good? Who are we blaming here? Because there were some really, really, really bad years defensively, especially before this second dynasty run. Um, 
probably more so pre Matt Patricia, but even during Matt Patricia's era, there was some really bad performances, some really bad games, some really bad defenses, frankly. I mean they did, they did go to. down they did go down twenty eight three in a Super Bowl. So my, that's my question. Like, what is it? Is it talent? Is it Belichick? Is it the coordinators? What is the major difference that we've seen lately? Like, what is going on? I just think Brian. I think Brian Flores and Matt and Gerard Mayo and are just a lot smarter, better play callers. Also, just get the game a lot more than Matt Patricia did. And I don't think that like. I don't think it means anything bad on Bill Belichick. Like, I don't think anything happened where he learned more about defense. I think Matt Patricia was just the defensive coordinator and just didn't, like, didn't. You ever, like, how many games on defense were like, man, Matt's just, like, in a flow right now? Like, I've never felt. I've watched, like, I've watched so many games last year with Flores. I was like, man, Flores is just, he, he knows what to do. Every third down, every second down, he knows what to do. He's in a flow. Man, not many. With with Patricia, not many. Um, there are people that will absolutely defend Patricia's time here and say he was great. Um, that's fine, I guess. I, statistically, I guess you can. But again, you know, these are the same people that will sit there and tell you the Patriots play the worst division in football six times a year, and they're guaranteed six wins. And then they'll tell you, come playoff time, the Patriots' defense carries them. And their points per game is all that matters. Well, you know, they shut out the AFC East fucking four times. That's my first F-bomb this part, I believe. You know, they'll shut down the AFC East six times a year, and then it matters when it's point per game time, which is why I kind of hate the points per game. I'm a big DVOA guy um, in, in regards to defense. It's just, I, I guess, I think I think you know what I mean. Um, what about pre-Patricia, though? Like, were, were they that untalented? A part of me feels like Belichick has gotten better the past couple of years i i know you just kind of disagreed it's just it's a crazy thing to think of where this defense is now versus where it was i don't know eight seven nine years ago yeah for sure like even belichick has said like pat chung came back he was in his in a better role like before he was in a much different role i think just the players are in better roles the defensive coordinators are better think the Patriots just have an understanding of how to beat how to beat offenses like the Rams like most offenses today high-powered offenses stuff like that I think they just kind of nailed it I will be actually I totally forgot about something from the pod that we had to talk about you know what it is no well guess what we're gonna take a break right now and then we're gonna talk about it okay sounds good (laughs) all right everyone if you watch the Patriots game and there's one negative takeaway from the game, I'm just going to lob this one up to LB. It's that Goss coward question mark. I'll just let you have the floor. All right. Look, I know people hate me for this. I know that people get mad about this. Last year, I had a tweet that said uh, after the Miami game, as a matter of fact, after the Miami miracle, I said, Steven Gostowski stands can suck and I'll end it right there. I don't want to be inappropriate. Um, I'm just kind of tired of this guy. All right? I get it. His field goal percentage is like, what, third all time. That's cool. Other service, other stuff is, is really good all time. That's, you know, that's really cool. That's awesome. That's great. But you know what? 
at the end of the day, we don't, as Patriots fans, we don't root for stats. We root for wins. We root for production. And all I've seen these past few years, going back to the Denver loss, is Steven Gaskowski shitting his pants when it matters most. Did it matter a ton today? I guess not. It really didn't. It, it obviously made absolutely no difference. He could have missed like eight field goals today, and they still would have won by like 20 points. But I'm tired of this guy. I mean, I guess he can stay because people will sit there and I'll be getting DMs or I'll be getting, you know, tweets saying, who are they going to find better than Steven Jasowski? That's, you know, that's fine. I guess they'll find nobody better. But you know what? I promise you they can find literally anybody. Literally any kicker in the NFL can come in right now and miss a field goal and miss two extra points. I promise you that. I promise they can sign anybody to come in and do that. At the end of the day, I'm pretty sh- pretty sure he still makes like the most money out of every kicker in the NFL. Or at this point, I know they just like gave him a new deal, top five at least, top three, whatever. It just kind of gets old, man. You know, I remember last year after they lost to Miami, he had missed a field goal, an extra point, I believe, and I gave him a lot of slander because I said, you know what, it shouldn't even have come down to that play. Gostowski had the easiest job of everybody, and he failed. We've seen him fail in many games. He failed last Super Bowl. He missed a field goal earlier in last year's Super Bowl. People say, oh, well, he iced the Super Bowl with that kick. You know what? He missed one earlier. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we watched him versus Denver. We watched him versus Philadelphia. He missed kicks in that game. And I've said this now for a couple years, and I'll end it on this. I've said this now for a couple years. If the Patriots don't beat the Falcons – after he missed that extra point and they had to go for those two-point conversions, he would have been gone long ago. Because I'm telling you right now, Belichick would have found himself the scapegoat they needed to get rid of Steven Gostowski. Maybe they like him. I don't know. They must obviously like him a lot. But to me, he hasn't been the same kicker for years. And if we were rooting for stats, we'd root for Aaron Rodgers. But we're rooting for wins. So it is what it is, in my opinion.